here at Og Camp 2012 in John Moores University in Liverpool and I'm here with Simon Phipps who's going to be giving a talk tomorrow on behalf of the Open Rights Group. Simon what will your talk be about? Um, I'm going to be talking about the Communications Data Bill which is a piece of legislation that's uh, just about to go through Parliament and has very worrying consequences for people's civil liberties on the internet. Right, communications data maybe doesn't sound like it's to do with people's civil liberties, so what's it all about? Well, uh, this is a bill that um, solves a problem for the security services in the UK, in particular the, um, the secret service that we have over here uh, and the police forces. They're very worried that they can't see what's going on inside your email and inside your text messaging and inside your other online uh, communications and uh, they've for a long time been trying to get a succession of governments to put into law rules that allow them to snoop on all of your communications. They tried to do it under Labour and uh, didn't quite work out because there was a, an outcry in civil society about it and it's now happening under the Tories and Liberal Democrats. Um, so this is not a partisan issue at all. This is an activity that is arising out of um, the, the Cheltenham data centre that is used by the intelligence services and arising out of the police forces who are all very worried that they can't read your email. Now, I've heard a little bit about this and I've heard it pitched in terms of this is the security services just trying to keep up with changing technology. Uh, what do you say to that? Because, you know, obviously people are using different forms of communication now and do is there anything legitimate in the, the security services needing to, quote unquote, keep up with that? Um, I think it's legitimate for them to need to keep up, but that is not a good excuse for them to do what they're doing here. Because what they're doing is they are creating a right to ask every internet service provider to keep for 12 months all of your traffic on the internet so that they can analyse it offline. Uh, that gives them plenty of time to crack uh, SSH, to crack SSL keys, to uh, crack any encryption that's going on. Um, the big problem is that this right is being created fresh. It's being created without any right for you to know that it's happening. It's being created without any judicial oversight. So the, the police can just decide to ask for your material to be created. And it's also being created in such a way that if the police choose to, they could create a central database of all this communication that could then be casually searched. Uh, and by casually searched, I mean it could be searched by um, organisations enforcing um, family law disputes, organisations enforcing uh, uh, defaults on mortgage payments, organisations who are looking into uh, whether you have renewed the MOT on your car. All of those would be the sort of excuses to go dipping in and f on a fishing expedition on your personal data. Um, so what's being proposed 
is not just keeping up to date with technology. It's going way, way, way beyond any scope for keeping up. Mm. And it's creating for the first time a database of citizen communications that can then in the future be fished into arbitrarily without notification, without recourse and without judicial oversight. Mm. And I mean, it, it might sound to people that some of the examples you gave about the misuse of such a database are, would, are sort of hypothetical or facetious, but already I think uh, if, you, if people were to go to the Open Rights Group website, openrightsgroup.org, there are, on the wiki, there are documented examples of how local councils are, and, and individuals and, and in an official capacity are already abusing some of these databases that are intended for much more serious purposes and are ostensibly there to save us from real threats. Um, right. But, uh, but, so now, the, when these things get started, they're always packed in guarantees that nobody will do anything bad mm, with your data. Mm. And the, the CDB is no different. Uh, all of the, the padding around it says, trust us to create this database of communications because look at all of these protections we're putting around it to prevent abuse. Now, what we know is that once you've created a resource, mission creep in the future will change the way that it's used. Take, for example, the, uh, the congestion charge cameras in London. All, all around London now there are number plate recognition cameras that were put there only to collect congestion charge. But, well, as time has gone by, people have found other extremely legitimate uses for them to prevent terrorism, to enforce laws. And now they are part of a network that the police can routinely use to identify the location of any vehicle in central London. That wasn't what the cameras were put there for. And when they were set up, we were told that wasn't going to happen. Mm. I look at the CDB and I believe it's exactly the same thing. Mm. The thing that's wrong with the communications data bill is not the uses to which the authorities will put the data. It is creating the repository of data in the first place. Mm. Absolutely. And I think together with the lack of judicial oversight, which you already mentioned, I think those are some of the really scary aspects about this. What can people do at this stage? Well, the, the, at the lowest level, what people can do is join the Open Rights Group. Uh, Open Rights Group is uh, a, an organization which is funded uh, largely from the membership fees of its members. Uh, you can visit openrightsgroup.org and sign up, set up a standing order to pay as little as £5 a month that will help to pay for uh, professional uh, researchers to understand all these highly complex laws and then go and engage on your behalf to make sure that the bad things don't happen. Uh, if you're more uh, motivated than, than that to just join, you could get involved with a, a local chapter of the Open Rights Group. There are local chapters all over the UK where you can meet with other like-minded people and take local action. Um, uh, talking with MPs, talking with local radio stations, talking with local newspapers and making sure that the, the digital rights agenda of the individual citizen has as loud a voice as the media lobby is able to bring to corporate concerns. Sounds great. Simon, thank you very much. Do you want to give your uh, vital statistics where to find you on the web? So I, I'm, I uh, do all sorts of things on the web. They are all located on my, from my website, webmink.com. That's W-E-B-M-I-N-K.com. Thank you very much. Looking forward to your presentation tomorrow and enjoy our camp. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. This is just a little addendum. I thought in the interests of journalistic integrity, I should correct what I said earlier on about the Open Rights Group wiki. Um, the page that I was thinking of is actually the UK Privacy Debacles page, which lists accidental exposure of information or loss of information by 
corporations or public bodies, which isn't quite the same thing as what we were talking about. In my defense, though, the accidental exposure of personal information is another reason why this massive aggregation that would be instituted under the Communications Data Bill is a bad idea. Uh, and also the examples that I was thinking of about uh, abuses and, and mission creep by uh, local authorities, I have linked in the show notes. I've also put a full transcript in the show notes for any members of the HPR community who uh, are hard of hearing. And I think just also for the benefit of, of making all our content searchable and everything, it would be a pretty good idea if we had some sort of collaborative wiki thing for transcripts, but that's for another day. Uh, hope to be contributing another show soon. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.